everyone. I am your host, Alejandro Colindres. Welcome to Series 1 of the podcast, The Road to Champagne, 13 Tested Principles to Drive Your Career to Success. This podcast series will benefit professionals that have room for growth in their career, especially young professionals. We will explore one principle at a time. You can see the framework in the website, roadtochampagne.com. It has three parts, shape your mindset, build your brand, and be the driver. Today, we wrap up part one on how to shape your mindset. We'll explore principle number five, be adaptable. Let's do a quick recap of principles one to four. If you want more and aim outside your league, continuously learn and say yes to opportunities that come to you, guess what? You are welcoming positive change to come and take you to a new phase. What should you do when such change arrives? You must embrace it. Growing in your career is about change. When you grow, you will have a different scope, bigger responsibility, or a new team, or even be sent to a new country. Growing is about change, by definition, so you must be good at dealing with change. So good, I would argue, that you should actively seek it out, not just handle it well when it hits you. When you are adaptable, you enjoy many benefits, including your professional toolkit grows faster because you are actively exposing yourself to new learning curves and experiences. Your career paths open up to new possibilities because you are less bound by the current stage. You become a better leader because a leader is expected to help lead his or her team through changes. They set the example. And your self-confidence grows because you suddenly start feeling comfortable in uncharted territories, unlike before. However, let's be real. Not everybody is great at handling change. Why do you think this is? I think there are three main reasons. One, change requires effort. Remember, career inertia is a tendency to stay as is in our career. It is effortless to be still. Number two, we fear what we don't fully understand and we ignore what the consequences of the change will be. And three, change affects the comfort of the world we got used to. So how do we become more adaptable? We must change our mindset and get used to change by practicing more of it. Depending on your circumstances and context, this could be as small as volunteering for a new project outside of the normal type of work you are involved in, or as significant as applying to that attractive international role your colleague mentioned over coffee. Becoming adaptable is about practicing changing your world often. Maybe start with baby steps, but start figuring out how you can invite change to your career and life. Personally, I've lived in 11 cities and 3 countries, so I can relocate extremely easily. But that ease only grew after a few moves. The first one was exciting, but not as smooth as the latest. I've also changed companies multiple times. Like everything else, it takes practice to get used to it. But it is an ability you need to grow in your career. To help me dive into this topic, I am very excited to be joined by Guillermo Rebolledo. Guillermo is a global strategy and transformation leader for strategic sourcing and procurement at Cargill. Guillermo is Colombian and lives in Brazil, where I met him when we were colleagues at Cadbury many years ago. He started his career as a purchasing analyst for Warner Lambert in Colombia, and then worked for other leading consumer goods companies like Johnson & Johnson, PepsiCo, and Lactalis. Guillermo, welcome to Road to Champagne podcast. I am very happy to have you here. How are you? Fine, Alejandro. Thank you. I'm really glad, actually, to join this session. Thank you for joining. So my first question to you, Guillermo, is what have you learned about the power of being adaptable? And how has applying this principle benefited your career and life? Well, Alejandro, I believe that I have learned several things during my life. And the first thing that I have learned is that being adaptable helps me actually to 
really have a positive attitude. It's always important to have this positive attitude to really move forward. The second point is to be thankful for all the opportunities that we can face in our professional and personal lives. The third component will be to really enjoy the journey. You cannot be subsessed in the destination point. You really need to enjoy the journey. It is as important as your destination. And last but not least, there is not a straight line from point A to point B. There are several routes, and there will be times that you need to recalculate that route. Yes, and you, you bring up several points, Guillermo. Number one, being thankful. You know, that's part of what I explore in uh, my first episode and, and chapter about how you can search for more, but at the same time, be thankful for where you are, right? Because if you're not thankful and you're only searching for more, you're not going to really enjoy the present, and that could be a little bit painful. And I know some people that actually suffer because of that attitude. And you know, that, that also brings you as well a little bit of peace and focus during the process as well. Yes. And you also talk about attitude and I interpret that as mindset, right? So my first part Definitely. of this podcast series is, you know, shaping your mindset into the right one to prepare you for that journey. And this is one of the components being adaptable, but there's many, right? I am listing five and there's probably more, but those are the five that I think are critical. If you have those five working for you, then you're going to be unstoppable. And Alejandro, being adaptable actually has helped me actually to grow a lot, professional and personally speaking. If I wouldn't have the chance to move my first time to Brazil, I don't know what would be my, my life today, but for sure, wouldn't grow as I have. Professionally, took me actually to the position that I have today. I have the, the honor actually and the pleasure actually to work in a global role for one of the biggest corporations in the world, leading the procurement and the strategic sourcing organization. And personally, has helped me actually to know a new culture. I have the opportunity to live in U.S., in Brazil. This is my second country, actually. I was born in Colombia, but now I, uh, I became a Brazilian citizen, my oh, family nice. as well. So, Parabéns. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. And I mean, that's helped me actually to set up new, new routes here in Brazil as well. Seeing my kids growing and learning different culture, being really open to the new world, having three languages they're learning, Spanish at home, Portuguese, obviously, in Brazil, and they, they studied in an American school. Having this, I'm sure that it is a huge growth for me and for, for my family. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about your experiences with change. I find it very interesting how you were able to leave a very comfortable life that you and your family had in Colombia to accept a new challenge in Brazil and then back to Colombia, and then back to Brazil. I mean, that takes a lot of comfort mm -hmm. with change. So tell us a little bit about your personal experiences. I take this as an opportunity with positive mindset to really look for growth. So for me, as you said, uh, I was in my comfort zone in Colombia, France, my family, and a space actually that I know, and I decided to come to Brazil. It was a decision that we made together with my wife. We decided actually to come to Brazil the first time. Then after five years in Brazil, we decided to move back to Colombia. At that moment, the personal interest was higher than mm -hmm. the professional ones, being very honest. We wanted to be closer to our families and friends, and I had a good, good opportunity to come back to, to Colombia. And then we had the opportunity, once again, actually, to come back to Brazil, and we said, okay, now it is the time to come back. So we made a, a, a lot of changes in, in our life. The, the most important part is that, that we're taking every single experience in a positive way. Being away from your family, from your friends, it takes a cost for you. But sometimes you, you need to have this courage and have that adaptability. Yes. 
And obviously, Guillermo, adapting to a new world, whenever you change it, is not easy. I mean, sometimes it's easier than, than others, right? But give us an example of a time when change was not easy. Why was it difficult and, and how did you get through? When you see my experience, my professional experience, I used to work for American companies. I don't know, Johnson Johnson, PepsiCo. Mm -hmm. When I joined Lactalis, it was a totally different culture. It was a family-owned company, also a French style. The point here is, is not that it's worse and better than the other ones. It's simple, different, and you need to adapt it. You need to take the time to understand, don't, don't underestimate the cultural piece. So it was a hard time at the beginning, being honest, to really adapt it. And, and what about the culture made it difficult as far as adapting to it? Working with French people, at least that was my experience, they're too straightforward that sometimes you, you may see that they're aggressive, but they're not. They go straight forward to, to the points. They discuss things as they are. I like that. You need to be <laughs> open to that. You need to be candid. So they don't turn around to give you that feedback. They go straight forward. And sometimes you can have discussions, somehow strong discussions, but they don't take it personally. That's the point. I mean, it's, the discussion is about the topic. So it's, yeah. they are hard about the, the, the process, but it's another way, actually. It's, a, it, it's another culture. and uh, But I learned a lot. The, the good point at the end, Alejandro, is that I spent three years in Lactalis, and I had a great time with them. Uh, yeah. And I'm really thankful for, for that experience because I learned something totally different, different culture, and it gave me a space actually to, to grow Yes, and you told me that uh, out of the four executives that were leading the project, you were the only one that remained after a few months because they couldn't take the, the, the culture, right? The outsiders. Exactly. Yeah, the outsiders. There were five, actually, that were hired, and, and, and I was the, the only one that after a year remains in the company. Yes. So it's, it was a really interesting uh, situation, and that's, that somehow uh, represents a little bit of the resilience that you need to, to take in the process as well. Correct. In your current role, are you leading any change efforts that will benefit the organization? And would it be fair to say that some support it and some resist it? What is the difference between the mindset of those two camps? The quick answer is yes. We are, we are leading a, a big change, actually. And I, I will say that most organizations are in this process. Big companies, all of them, they have the CTO, which is the chief transformation officer. Yeah. And I mean, transformation is becoming part of the culture of the companies. If we really understand what happened in 2020 was a, a, a really unexpected year. Disruption was huge, and we need to adapt it quickly, and we did it. And this is not something different on what we're leading now in, in my role in Cargill. We are shaping, actually, and building together the organization for the future. But we really are transforming and creating the first steps, actually, to continue in, the, in, in this path. So we're looking for the new capabilities, the new processes and technology that we need to create the organization of the future. That project that you're working on, is it of global scope or Brazilian? It's a global scope. Global. It's a global scope for the uh, whole functioning program. And the disruption that we're living today is, is huge, but we cannot underestimate it always what we call the CC, which is the culture change and education components of all the transformations that we run in the company. You ask me if we have supporters or people that are more resistant. And yes, and we take the benefit of both. And we need to understand as well the people that is putting some resistance to really understand another perspective. Yeah. Now, why do you think the resistors are resisting? Change requires effort. It moves you out of your comfort zone sometimes. You sometimes actually are driving or navigating through 
unknown situations. There will be these components that may affect some people. But I will tell you, we cannot underestimate the, the adaptability of the people. It's not a matter of age, gender, culture. Sometimes it's a matter of leadership as well. If you as a leader can really communicate properly the reasons and the purpose of change, you will gain a lot of peace into the change. Yeah. Yes, that's true, Guillermo. I mean, I worked in many projects that require change, change management. And what you say is true. I mean, as a leader, you need to do a few things. One, you need to be a role model so that people see you acting in the new behavior, whatever that is. Two, you need to communicate and let them understand you know, why that change is necessary and beneficial for the organization and for them as well. Three, you need to enable them to have the right knowledge and tools and understanding to operate in the new fashion, whatever that means, right? It could mean using a new software, following a new process. You know, they need to not only understand the importance, but they need to understand how to use it or how to play a role within that new world. And four, there has to be some, you know, carrots and sticks. You need to have the right reinforcement mechanisms mm -hmm. to reward the good behavior and punish the bad behavior, right? Whether it's through incentives, you know, at some point you might have to fire people. I'm being a little bit, uh, you know, dramatic with that example, but it's true. At some point you're going to have to make it visible. Okay, this person is following the new behavior. He gets a carrot. This person is not. He gets a stick. So there's multiple roles that the, that the change leader will have to conduct. Yeah, and something that I will add, Alejandro, and that is that change leader, he also need to bring the hope as well into the whole environment. It's not only about the, the purpose and the why, but also the hope that everything is going to be all right in the future. That creates as well a lot of engagement through the team. Yes. And I know we're talking about, you know, project change management, but the principles apply to you, to me, to our listeners as individuals and as, as professionals. So that's why, you know, being comfortable with, with change makes you a better leader. That's what, what we're talking about. Definitely. So looking back and thinking about all the young professionals you've worked with, what percentage would you say, Guillermo, are very adaptable? Alejandro, I, I believe 75 of, of the people on the teams that, that we have in our projects are so engaged in the, in, in the process. That's great. They are adaptable by choice. They really understand and uh, rapidly engage in the process. And they also help people that is struggling at the same time. Cargilly has been, for me, one of the most interesting companies that I have worked with. I'm really happy, actually. I joined the company three years ago, hmm. and they really care about the people. And values actually are helping us, actually, to lead through that. And the first value, actually, that we use is people first. Great. So when you have these kind of simple but super strong values, that helps. Excellent. Yeah, and I think it's important for our listeners to understand that what we want is for them to fall within that 75% group, yeah. not the 25%. That's not the right spot to be, especially if you want to grow in your career. When you are just defending against change, the most likely outcome is that if you win, you're just going to stay where you are. But if you're in the 75%, you know, the outcome could be professional growth, right? Maybe you have a, a better uh, role or bigger Definitely. responsibility within that new world because of the attitude and behavior that you demonstrated. So sometimes, Guillermo, you want to go from point A to point B in your career, but things don't work out the way we want Either you don't get there at all, or you do, but it takes a long, unexpected you know, way. Have you ever faced that? Yes, definitely. A couple of times, being honest, Alejandro. And I will tell you, the reason that I came back to Brazil was somehow a consequence of that situation, because my expectations somehow in my previous work before joining Lactalis was not really aligned with my interest. So that's why I decided actually to 
to join Lactalis. It was really, as I said, a really interesting project. But sometimes you face that. And when you set up your navigation system, sometimes you need to detour. And then start that little voice that said recalculating rope, recalculating rope. <laughs> this is what happening yeah. sometimes. This is what happening sometimes in life. Yes. And I'll give you one example of mine. Looking back, you know, when I was in the Northeast, I wanted to live in Miami because I hated the winters. <laughs> I wanted to be closer to my family. And so I, I had my eyes set on Miami. I wanted to be in Miami. <laughs> and for many years, I was trying to get to Miami. At some point, I took an opportunity to go down to Sao Paulo, Brazil, where I spent five and a half years. And then after that, I went to Miami. So this is an example of an unexpected long way to get to my goal. I thought I was going to go from New Jersey to Miami. And, you know, I was looking for opportunities, contacting uh, people. And then something exciting happened. And it took me down to Brazil. You know, I went farther south than what I was expecting. But it was a very enriching experience, you know, personally and professionally. And then at the right time, I made it to Miami, where I am now. So yes, sometimes, you know, you want to go from point A to point B. Sometimes you don't ever make it to point B. And sometimes you do, but you have to go to point C first, right? And have a detour. Our roads to our goal are very unpredictable. Yeah. And that's why we need to be adaptable to change. Definitely, Andrew. And, and as I said at the beginning, enjoying the journey is as important as your destination point as well. I hope you had a great time in, in Brazil, as I am now in here. Yes, yes, for sure. So Guillermo, how can our listeners who realize that they need to become more adaptable start doing it? I will say two things. Adaptability is not optional right now, okay? We're living in a world that's unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen in the coming months. Now, after COVID, we don't know the new normal. So for me, adaptability is not optional. We need to be adaptable. Yeah. And the second comment if I want to change, I need to start with a small changes every single day. And that gives me the opportunity to look back after one month or six months or a year and really look what we have created in terms of change. And I apply this with my teams into the organization. I have personal life as well. Yes, agree. So Guillermo, I want to let you ask me a question now. <laughs> well... Have you had any situation that you lead to change directions because things didn't work out? Oh, yes, for sure. Let me give you an example that actually uh, you are familiar with. When we were both working together in, in Brazil for Cadbury, you know, we were trying to launch this new chocolate portfolio into the market to enter the chocolate space, which the company didn't, uh, didn't participate in. That is the reason why I went to Brazil. And after you know a year and a half of working into the project, almost starting production, we were nine days away from starting production in the co-manufacturing sites, Kraft bought Cadbury. And that changed our world. It destroyed the project because Kraft was a number one chocolate player in the market. So we didn't need any additional products, especially those targeting the Kraft portfolio. So that basically destroyed my mission in Brazil. And eventually, you know, I decided to leave Kraft because everything changed and not according to my terms. Some of the people that were supporting me left the company. My role changed and it didn't become more interesting. So at that time, what I was thinking or what I was planning and discussing was, hey, after this chocolate project is successful, I want to continue in South America. And I would love to be a country manager for a small country, right? Start uh, ramping up my skills and then we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next. And I was having those discussions, Guillermo, and after this whole craft acquisition, that went out you know, the window. I need to think about something else. What do I do? And that's when I decided to go back to management consulting 
and joined McKinsey in Sao Paulo. But that was an example of I had to react to the changing circumstances around me in my career. I wanted to go to path A, that got eliminated. Um, so I was like looking for something else. I reacted quickly. I figured, hey, consulting is something that I enjoyed. I'm going to learn more and it's going to help me understand what do I want to do next, right? It's going to give me some time to think, do I want to become a consultant, you know, long-term or do I want to then go back and join another food company or, or something similar? So that is that is one example of my career. Yeah, it sounds like uh, your GPS was recalculated and recalculated at the moment, <laughs> that, that, as I call. But what have yeah. you learned most? What what was your main outcome, your main learning at that moment? And I remember very well that, that moment because I was part as well of this project that you're describing. One of the things that I remember is that I was very quick to think about, okay, what do I do? In a very positive way. And I was thinking, okay, how can I add value to the new company, Craft Brazil? Or how do I chart a new path? I explored the internal you know, option first. So I actually presented to certain executives a proposal that was about me creating and leading a new strategy team for Craft Brazil. And that didn't really fly too well because there was already a strategy team in Miami that did work for Latin America or perhaps the whole of Americas. I knocked on that door and that didn't work out. I was like, fine, let me go to plan B. I was very quick and proactive as far as dealing with that change. You know, I, it didn't really bum me out. Obviously, it was, it was a, a bad news that we didn't see the project go through the finish line. But I have certain level of self-confidence that I know that I'm going to land well on my feet, whatever happens. So I knew that if that didn't work out, something else would work out. So it's, it's a little bit of you know, faith, self-confidence, and the ability to react to a changing context. Okay. All right. Each of our audience members is in their journey to success, trying to get to their champagne, that professional stage we desire and work towards. What is the main thing you want our audience to remember when they think about why they should be adaptable? Well, Alejandro, as I said previously, being adaptable at these times is not an option. Being adaptable means that you need to understand what is your destination, but also that you need to enjoy your journey to get through the, your destination. That there will be different ways to get there. Okay, So there will be, as you just said, plan A, plan B, or plan C to get there. Create a plan to get there. Be humble during the journey. And don't waste the opportunity to learn and grow through the process. Guillermo Rebolledo, thank you very much for joining me today in exploring this powerful principle. Thank you very much for having me, not only in the podcast, but also in part of your book. I'm really looking forward actually to see it and wishing you all the success in this journey as well. Thank you, Guillermo. It is encouraging to see how flexibility pays out. You not only are comfortable with change, you seek it. We now have explored all five principles of part one, Shape Your Mindset. When you put these into play in your career, the outcome is that you will effectively reach your goal and that will build more confidence. Then the cycle continues. Now you want more accomplishments and you have more confidence. You want more. You aim higher. You keep learning. You say yes to opportunities and you become more adaptable. It is a virtuous cycle that starts with the right mindset and fuels your career growth. Remember, everybody. You can and must take action to start unlocking the power of this principle in your life. It is all up there in your mind. When you want more, even if you're in a good place feeling blessed, you are asking for change. Guillermo and I have triggered our next career move at least seven times each, 
And I'm not saying you need to change jobs. Change can happen within your current organization. Change under your terms transforms the good current state to a great future state. Therefore, welcome change and embed adaptability and flexibility into your mindset. Let's meet again in episode six, where we will explore part two, build your brand. I have another awesome guest lined up for you. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I hope you are inspired by this principle. So cheers to your success on your road to champagne. Please don't forget to visit roadtochampagne.com and join our mailing list to download the framework we are using. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, colleagues, and classmates. Send your comments via the website's contact page and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Road to Champagne on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.